Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survive the apocalypse so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> That's a great description. Oh, man, there is, a, there is a serious delay here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm hearing you like, are you, uh, am I not delayed for you? No, you saying fine to me. Oh, man, you're like, <laughs> you're like two seconds at least behind me. Oh really? Yeah. Well, hold on. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna count to three, and you take up the count at four. Right. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're four seconds behind. Four seconds behind you. Yep. That's insane. I don't even understand how it works because, like, I'm looking. I'm looking at the. So for people listening, if if this stays in the, if this doesn't get caught out we're recording remotely because it's coronavirus and all this uh so we use this website zencaster and we're recording onto that so i'm looking at the our audio tracks and they look like there there's no like as in it looks everything makes sense on the tracks i'm seeing but yeah you're in a delay it's just fucking weird that's really strange is it on your machine you know sometimes you get an echo because to me it looks like you're talking and then I'm talking on there's gaps, and I hear you perfectly. See, I don't see the gaps on my audio, but no, I'm not getting an echo or anything. I'm literally just getting a delay. It's just a delay. I'm hearing you. Yeah. Like after I finish talking, there's just like a big four second silence, and then I hear <laughs> right. you. Yeah, okay, it seems like it's coming. It's fallen back now. Yeah, it looks okay now. I think we're just going to have to live with it, though. It's just going to be really weird for me, and maybe we'll be talking over each other loads, but. Okay, but maybe in the final track it won't be like that. But then that doesn't make sense. Maybe, but it's still only... You know, I'm just going to stop recording and start a new track and maybe that'll solve it. All right, I think we got the uh, the, the sync problem, or the delay problem sorted. Yeah, definitely. Sounds much better. Yeah, it, it, does, it does seem to have gone. Of course we start off with a problem. That is always the case, or has been the case for a while, recording remotely. So for new listeners, this podcast is usually a lot better than this, but uh, coronavirus has fucked every take up everywhere. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of... Sp- just as we're doing housekeeping speaking of just issues people listening might have noticed that uh an episode called the mutant problem that was so weird a few weeks ago on our feed that's i have no idea what happened there that's a that's a three-year-old episode and it just appeared at the top of our feed for some reason i i haven't even tried to solve it because i've i've kind of just given up on solving these kind of issues at this point yeah and but i noticed you managed to rename it uh, like why is this here <laughs> yeah you can go in and edit podcast like i can even upload i can go in and change the file to that if i wanted oh or, right okay yeah. like so maybe i will like put just redo a, an intro to explain that it's an old episode or something yeah uh just because i don't like i i would like to solve it though i don't like it being out of sync especially because like we done it after the superman versus batman episode they're kind of related oh yeah now it's just a random fucking x-men episode just there out of nowhere <laughs> don't worry all these problems will be solved when spotify give us 100 million um, yeah well speaking of i guess <laughs> not getting anywhere with the podcast <laughs> uh, it's been uh, a while since we've had an it's been a while since we've had the episode. I think like one of the last 
actual things on our feed. Like that's what that's how fucked up our feed is at the moment. The last three uploads are an episode from three years ago that shouldn't be there, a trailer for the podcast, and a plea to get people to vote for us for the road contest. Oh, there yeah. hasn't been an actual episode since any of them. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't win that uh, road contest for those wondering. Contest, yeah, a, a podcast with a. Uh, with no episodes won, but but we're not going to dwell on that. Yeah, an audience award, yeah, they won the audience award. They've no episodes anyway. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, yeah, an audience choice award was given to a, a podcast with no audience. So I don't know. Either something. It sounds strange, but also maybe like just none of our listeners voted. Who knows? Yeah, maybe you guys just don't really like us that much, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We're not going. We're not going to dwell on it. Not bitter or anything. It's fine, no matter. <laughs> but if you are feeling bad about that, you can always uh, go subscribe to uh, our Patreon or uh, give us a like on Facebook and share this or do something else. I don't know. We're not actually better, though. You don't need to do any of that, but it would be appreciated. So if you couldn't tell from uh, the title and the, the opening line, we are, of course, looking at 1989's Bill and Ted. Or, well, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, to be specific. What a movie, man. <laughs> it's an absolutely great movie. I haven't yeah, seen that. Great. I hadn't seen it in, I'd say, since I was a teenager myself. I like that it was being on TV. So I'm going to call it 20 years. I'm going to say I maybe saw it in the late 90s, early 2000s. So Yeah, same. It's so well, like balanced of it exactly what it is i think i think i actually saw bogus journey first and then excellent adventure i think i saw bogus journey when i was very young and it just scared the shit out of me you know what i think so too i think i'm the same you know what i probably saw that when it came out on vhs when it was a new release yeah i think we talked about this on the speed episode where there was that period in the 90s where just keanu reeves was fucking everywhere yeah and it's, like speed, like when we talked about like how you couldn't even get speed on VHS, it was just booked out in every video store. <laughs> and like uh, Point Break was on, Point Break was on like every Saturday night on RT2. <laughs> and um, no, like that's what I was going to think. I'd say because like when the first Bill and Ted's um, Excellent Adventure came out, it was a pretty small indie issue movie. Like they promoted it and like no one knew who Keanu Reeves was or anything. And then when Bogus Journey came out, it was such a big movie. So we probably did see it first because you probably heard of that first. It was marketed. There's posters everywhere. Like all the, uh, you know, there's, it was a much yeah. bigger movie, much bigger release, way bigger marketing, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd say I probably saw the uh, Bogus Journey first as well. I just uh, looked it up there out of curiosity because Bogus Journey came out in 1991 is it in the cinema, but it was released in the UK on VHS in October 1995. No which way. It's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. But that would make sense. That would mean like, yeah, we were like... 10, 9, 10. Yeah, yeah, 9 or 10 or that. The age where you would. And because the poster of bogus journey just looks very fun and kid friendly and the film is kid friendly but it still has like the scary moments that like like ghostbusters yeah yeah there's still ghostbusters one at least 
Yeah, they're still like PG thirteen. They're not kids. Kids like they keep calling each other dickweed and stuff throughout all the movies and stuff. Can you remember the devil in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Yeah, I, I today I didn't watch. I've only watched um, Action Adventure, but today I watched. Um, you know, the one on YouTube they do like ten clips from the movie, and I watched all ten clips. It's just key scenes, and they have the yeah. words the giant devil pulling them in on the chain stuff. That's mad. Yeah, like he's terrifying. Oh. Absolutely, I've never been so scared. And it's a great effect, and the robots are pretty terrifying. Well, I won't, I won't dwell too much on Bogus Journey because that's not the one we're doing. Yeah, uh, maybe in the future. Do, do, while we're on it, the one thing because you had said to me you watched it last night before we started recording, you sent me a message and oh, you watched it. It's a bit you saying it's way more yeah. polished, and like from the clips I watched and stuff, mm. it's really interesting. Like the start, like of the movie, um, it's like Keanu Reeves is has evolved as an actor and has taken himself a bit more seriously. And then he's he's playing Ted, where in the first movie, he just is Ted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also a lot of time has passed because Excellent Journey, or Excellent Adventure, was actually shot in 1987, but the company that financed it went bankrupt. So it just like, sat that. on a shelf for like two years. Yeah. And Bogus Journey was, they were, Keanu Reeves was blowing up, so he was quite busy. So they had a very quick turnaround with Bogus Journey. So it was shot and released in 1991. So you're talking, like, it's five years, it's him five years later. Yeah. And and with a lot more experience under his belt. He's only, like, 21 in Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So he's a much different actor. Like, um, you can see he's kind of struggling to play that character, even though... He went and played nearly the same character in Parenthood, yeah. like right afterwards. Well, what's funny too, because he'd already had like, he, he'd already been acting, but like small roles and stuff. But this, the, in the original script, Bill and Ted were younger and they were just like proper metalheads, like the, the, the metalheads nobody likes. Yeah. And the writers just saw Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter in queuing for in a movie theater or something. No, it was a McDonald's like goofing around, and they just liked or McDonald's, right? But either way, but so they just like saw how they acted together and just changed the script to suit them. So then it's like I kind of read that and I was like, so were they they just playing themselves or were they playing those types of characters? And he was like, oh yeah, you know when you're like messing with your friends and you're like putting on a character like that or like you're like dude we should totally get like two big Macs, you know or where they actually just like that you know? no i'd say well no because they're clearly not like, well, like we've seen keanu reeves and alex winter in real life in interviews yeah. and stuff and they're clearly not in like that i'd say they were probably like making fun of friends of theirs or something like yeah, they're probably yeah. just mocking you know what it probably was they were probably mocking two guys in front of them or something yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's what i mean or it could have just been their their chemistry or whatever because like the idea in the original script was that they were kind of the outsiders that nobody liked but in the final film like bill and ted are clearly liked by everybody like they're they're just likable idiots yeah yeah like they're in the school idiots, i guess yeah everyone in the school loves them they're not the outcast grunge yeah. and metalheads like yeah 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 have you have, were you ever discovered by anybody in a queue at McDonald's or anything? <laughs> no, no, not not uh-huh. in any positive fashion. Anyway, <laughs> the, the closest I ever came to that was um, me and Darren, who has been a guest in our podcast a few times. We were in New York years ago, and we went to Hooters, and we were in the bathroom, and we were just shouting to each other through the stalls, you know, like chatting. We were a few drinks in. 
and we came out of the stall and there's this guy standing there washing his hands and he's like you guys are hilarious <laughs> okay and he's like come on i've got this vip voucher like basically he'd won some like radio contact radio contest and it was like a 500 euro hooters voucher or something really stupid or dollar hooters voucher and he's like how am i gonna spend 500 dollars on hooters and he tried to get a bunch of his mates together and like one guy showed up so he just brought me and all my friends drinks all night till we maxed out the voucher <laughs> but it, the, the reason he wanted nice. to drink with us is because he thought we were hilarious while we were like talking to each other in the bathroom <laughs> And uh, but that's like the closest I've come to anything like, oh, you're really funny. I think you'd be good for that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got free drinks. So. Well, yeah, well, that's rewarding at least. You got something. Yeah. I only had to give him a blowjob. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> I was waiting for the catch. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we we get into Bill and Ted. So yeah. we open in uh, 2,688, I think. I yeah, I think so, down, yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's either 88 or 33. It's like, yeah, either or. But, uh, and where, you know, we're just introduced to this utopian society by uh, George Carlin playing Rufus. Uh, and we hear, like, it's just like a ridiculous future utopia where, you know, they brag that uh, they have more water slides than any other planet they communicate with. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. That was a really good moment. That. I didn't put that together and then you realize at the end the water slides become a huge thing as part of yeah yeah and it's it just great uh as well casting with george carlin as rufus ah oh, brilliant because i think i read originally they were looking for sean connery oh yeah they were looking for some real serious sean connery i don't know why i pronounce that weird yeah and i could see like sean connery would be good in that kind of a role too and it would be funny having having him in it but it got when it at the end when he's like playing electric guitar it just came across real tacky but it suits george carlin yeah that would have been really hard to pull off and i think yeah he did it way better because it's it's yeah. it's shot in a way that's really obviously not him playing and i think i just can't see sean connery doing that because it's a it's a moment where like the character kind of mm. lets relaxes a bit and i just can't see him relaxing <laughs> that's it but also you can just not picture sean connery sort of respect and bill and ted no not at all you know whereas like i don't know there'd just be something weird like they're meant to be revered in the future they're referred to as the two great ones and for some reason i just can't imagine sean connery taking that seriously yeah like him actually treating them like prophets you know He'd just be annoyed at these two yeah, young yeah. guys in his twenties that are not as good actors as him. <laughs> <laughs> in his opinion. even though both are far more capable of, uh, you know, doing an accent. <laughs> yeah, isn't he meant to be Spanish in Highlander or something? Or not Highlander? Yeah, in Highlander, he's an Egyptian who then, um, by the time he meets Highlander, he's living as a Spaniard and he's part of like a Spaniard. Um, he's like a Spanish count or whatever um because he's thousands of years old or whatever at that point and um but he just talks with a scottish accent <laughs> yeah yeah and he's irish in the untouchables but you know has a scottish accent <laughs> and in darby o'gill and the little people oh i didn't I, i've never actually seen that i wasn't sure if he was in it or not yeah, yeah. he's meant to be mexican in uh the, the mask of zorro <laughs> <laughs> he's just he just spent a weekend at the or a week at the beach so, and it, tanned. <laughs> yeah 
But uh, anyway, so that's our uh, mandatory shitting on Sean Connery <laughs> segment. <laughs> so we're, we're introduced to Bill and Ted very quickly. Um, what, I, what stuck out to me in the opening scene or close to opening scene when they're being quizzed uh, by their teacher, they're asked, like, who, who is Napoleon and who is Joan of Arc? Yeah. And I wonder how many people would be able to answer those questions. I was thinking that too. Like, they have the vaguest idea, but... Yeah, I'd imagine a lot of people would struggle to answer those questions, especially, like, where... Uh, what years they took played those people existed and all that kind of stuff like i could probably tell you who all those characters were or all the people were but i wouldn't be able to tell you what year they were in or anything yeah and i think a lot of people would be like well joan of arc she was a young knight or soldier and i think people would be like she was possibly french but that's it they wouldn't really know the context of anything and same with napoleon they'd be like well he was a general but that'd be it yeah and he was or a conqueror tight. they might say but yes the, the, that, that's the big one everybody kind of knows that he, he was allegedly small even though yeah, probably it wasn't any any smaller than the average person of the time yeah this is it. it's one of those things it was it was like an insult written about him in a letter by some rival like at the time and then it became a legend but actually yeah, he was, yeah. he's the same height he was like five nine or something which was average height for him in there i'm like that's maybe, i think five seven oh sorry five seven so that's i'm five nine and i'm near yeah i'm five nine and it's like not that much smaller than me <laughs> like it's pretty tall uh, and at the time that was the average height for most men as so. well yeah i think actually he might have been an inch taller than average i think average was like five six and he was five seven you know oh, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing because when you bring up like when you bring up like a napoleon complex people will say oh well that's actually a myth napoleon wasn't actually that small but that's the thing the complex isn't the person actually being small the the complex is somebody have is a person having an inferiority complex because they think they're too small it's like body dysmorphia they think they're they need to lose weight when they don't you know yeah it's like it's um it's almost the same as the kind of idea of like you ever hear like jack russell syndrome where like there's the little guy who's always trying to start a fight Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's a different thing. What I'm saying is just because Napoleon wasn't actually short doesn't mean he didn't have an inferiority complex. Yeah. yeah. And think that he was too short. So somebody called so the letter that was written to make fun of him. Just obviously he had such an inferiority complex that it just stuck with him. <laughs> like, yeah. And he was angry about it. Yeah. No, like, I'm not saying he was, but he, he like he was meant to be just a dick. So... But it's like the whole Trump thing uh, and his his tiny hands. And did you hear that story where some journalist started the whole thing exactly. of him having the small hands? Yeah. And so he kept sending the journalist pictures of his hands, encircling them in gold marker and writing like, see, normal sized mm. hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, he probably does have normal sized hands. It's just that he's got such a weird body shape. And he's like quite tall. That it it just makes because your hands don't grow. Yeah. But if everything else does, they're just gonna look really small. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Trump stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Because it just stuck with him so much. But that's a perfect example. Yeah. So Napoleon could have still had a Napoleon complex. Yeah. <laughs> and which back to the film, that's the version that they depict in it. Like they have him quite very small in it, but it's more so just the way he acts, like he's he 
he's sort of the the cliche of what Napoleon was meant to be. Yeah, he's he's like, isn't it? Uh, Deacon, the younger brother, is like, oh, we ditched him. Well, he was a dick. <laughs> now, here's a funny thing I read too. A read in the original script, the first person that they meet is Adolf Hitler. No way. And it was changed to yeah, and it was changed to Napoleon. Now, I don't know how different the original script was. But there's no way in the original script they brought Hitler back and gave him all of those scenes. Because that's way too, that's way too comedic for like Hitler, especially in 1989, when it's only been a few decades since World War Two. Oh yeah, there's no way like you could do, it would have to be in a totally different scene. Um, a completely different character. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff in this movie where you're just like, how did this film get made? And the answer is because it was the eighties. But <laughs> I think even then, like you just couldn't do it with Hitler. No, no, you couldn't. Like that—that that was my big takeaway from this movie. And I even sent you that message that yeah yesterday. I was like, how did this get made? Like this is insane. And and I think the biggest thing with that is that it was like what kept surprising me was the budget. Like the effects and stuff like that are are, are excellent, um, and I just kept I couldn't believe that that got made with that money. And then, like obviously because of its success, they could like crank up the budget for the sequel. But yeah, even so, it's it's like it, would it be on par? It wouldn't have quite the the production value of say Back to the Future, but it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, very close. Like there is stuff like it's clear that they're using like B roll from other from older movies when they go back to to bag Napoleon, like when they see the armies approach and it's, it's clearly the the film stock changes and it's clearly just like B roll from I don't know like Kubrick's movie or something. Yeah, it's just studio B roll, and then they have whatever Napoleon and five stand-ins in the same uniforms, like for the close up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But like when you're going to like multiple time periods, it's going to cost you so much more. Like Back to the Future only had to go back to 1955. So they just had to make everything look like 1955. And Bill and Ted, they go to, I think, altogether, I think they go to 10 different periods. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Some of them are very quick, like they're only like for Joan of Arc. Do you literally just see her uh, in the church? So that could be any time. When, when that shot where she, but like they go back to prehistoric times. Sorry, when she first appears and then she looks up at them. Did you think for a second that was Winona Ryder? And I had to look up. I had to look it up. I was like, "There's no way she's not in this. I don't remember her being in this." And it's not her. It's some other actor. Yeah, she like she looks very like her. Uh, no, I didn't think that because I know I know who it is. It's a uh, Jane. Uh, what's her name? Can't remember her name, but she's the front. She's has a band, the Go, the Go Go's, oh, yeah. the punk band. They're very big, so that's the only reason I didn't think it was her because I just knew who it was. Ah, I can't remember her name though. I know it's Jane something Weedlin, Jane Weedlin. I think Weedlin, something like that. But uh, she look. You know what's funny? She kind of looks like a cross between Winona Ryder and Winona Ryder's son in Stranger Things. <laughs> With the haircut, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the hair. Yeah, it's the hair. She's fucking adorable in that film too. I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, who's she? <laughs> there was such a delay there. I don't know which you were replying to. You're gonna say the same thing about. Oh, that she looks... Yeah, she's real cute. I was like, who is she? 
<laughs> the delay has gotten so bad. But... It's weird. Yeah. Do you know what's mad? Like she would be because like you, she's playing Joan of Arc, who's men, who's like fifteen or sixteen or whatever, and she looks very young in it. But like that, she'd have been like thirty in that film. Yeah, I was reading that in the trivia. Like she was like twenty eight or twenty nine or something. Yeah, and that'd have been the rock star kind of cameo, I guess, because they'd have been quite. They weren't like a huge band, but they were, would have been very big in the LA sort of punk scene at that period. Yeah, I imagine in the original script, um, they were planning to do a lot more in the one million BC. You were going to say something there about the one million BC. I imagine they were going to have like a lot more um, prehistoric looking stuff, and then they didn't have the budget for it. Yeah, they might have been planning to bring back a caveman or something. <laughs> yeah uh if if the delay is this bad where you're talking like 10 seconds uh we might yeah. just have to quit oh man upload a very very short episode or something yeah yeah um now it seems to be coming back again it seems to be inconsistent okay well you know what let's take a quick break and we'll start a new track and try and fix the sync Okay, so we think we, we have somewhat solved our delay. Hopefully it won't be as bad. But uh, yeah, hopefully you, you enjoyed those ads. Yeah, fingers crossed. And I wholeheartedly um, endorse that product or cult. So let's go on. You know what? There's a good chance, actually, because I was listening to a podcast the other day and I heard an ad for it. The Circle K might have actually been advertised there. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, well, like, not the Circle K, just a circle, just an ad for the chain Circle K. Oh yeah, they bought over a bunch of uh, petrol stations in Ireland about two, three years ago now, so they're expanding everywhere here. Speaking of just the advertising on Circle K, though, how much do you think they invested into this movie? Because that that product is mentioned so much throughout the film. Like it's an actual like plot point and it, yeah. it's to Bill and Ted what the quick stop is to James Silent Bob. Yeah. And they didn't just give it a generic name, like the convenience store or anything. It's specifically the Circle K. So it's obviously yeah, yeah. a big sponsor. Yeah. yeah. I'd be curious to find out. But uh, going back to the actual film, just one thing, I'm kind of saying this out of nowhere, but one thing I really appreciated about this, even though it only came out like a few years after Back to the Future, that they kind of avoided the trope of them interacting too much with themselves or like meeting their parents in another timeline. Yeah, it's it's very like standalone. Which is a trope that... Sorry, go on. Go on. the funny thing is like i even i preemptively waited because i was like i knew we both said at the same time before you knew we said it so i was like waiting to hear you laugh (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant but it's a trope that hasn't been uh that hasn't gone since the film since back to the future like even endgame was like full like the entire fucking joke in in endgame was just how often they interact with each other and stuff like it's in every time travel movie but bill and ted just uh have it at the start and are already kind of making a joke of of the trope like by the end yeah that and this is something i really loved in the film when they realized that they can't that when he's like dude our future selves can just go find the key and leave it there for us and then at any other movie you would see them go and do that yeah I know. but in this they just go and get the key because it's already 
it's really clever because like that's that's actually one of the more accurate like sort of time travel things that like yeah they didn't don't need to go and do it because yeah. they've already they've they know they've already done it yeah i'll i'll give you a laugh is i hung around and watched all the end credits because i had completely nelson mandela affected myself into thinking that the end credit scene was them going and doing all that stuff that there was like an after credit scene of them like sitting around listening to music and be like oh no we gotta go do get the keys and do the things you know uh but complete nonsense oh never happened <laughs> wow you see i hadn't even thought of that but that would make i can see why you would think that that makes sense yeah. like almost like uh like deadpool at the end of one of the deadpool movies where he goes isn't there a post-credit scene in one of the deadpool movies which show uh, yeah deadpool 2 it would have been a good post-credit scene in bill and ted but as uh, for the actual film like i'm just glad they didn't do it because it'd be so unnecessary oh yeah it wasn't needed at all there was no need for it did you notice in uh in that scene at the end or near the end where they're talking and um they go when they're when they figure out oh yeah we could just leave the keys here beforehand there's a guy outside like clipping the bushes or cleaning up and it looks like bill in disguise so I had this feeling that there was going to be something like he was going to turn around and hand them the keys or something. But I think it's just some weird cameo. Oh, OK. I hadn't noticed that. Maybe, well, maybe that's deliberate. Maybe maybe it's meant to be he, he goes, it, it, that's meant to be him going in and disguised to leave them there or something. Yeah. And it's just never mentioned again or taken note to. But it's clearly looks like yeah. someone in disguise. Like he has a big fake beard and hat on, long hair. And stuff. Oh, that'd be quite good because te- if they do do that they would have to go in disguise because they're they're hiding when they get that idea so to leave the keys for them they would have to walk in in disguise yeah yeah <laughs> their future selves like yeah so maybe that is just a little hidden kind of like easter egg yeah maybe it's just that well thought through or they filmed it all or they were going to film it all and then it just ended up on the editing floor like <laughs> and made it a better movie like with less tropes i don't think they ever intended on filming it because like it is shot like they just get the idea and then straight away the keys are just there yeah it's it's blocked out specifically for it to to work like that and (laughs) the trash can is like do you remember the trash can and this trash can just falls out of nowhere like it makes no sense at all yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it makes no sense but as a, as a joke pointing out the the sort of flaw in a lot of time travel films it does make sense because the whole point like when you look at like back to the future how they go back they change something in the past and then it completely changes everything in the future you know he goes back changes something all of a sudden his family are rich in the future yeah yeah but like that's the problem with time travel films it's like well no if they'd have always been rich because he'd have always went back in time and done this yeah or it's the idea that you just create a new timeline universe so it's it's like an alternate dimension or an alternate parallel universe yeah but in in, they specifically say that that isn't the case in back to the future because when they because they finally do create a time paradox when biff is like the donald trump character and that's the alternate timeline meaning that the timeline they came from they were changing yeah yeah exactly they the timeline changed. in back to the future one is meant to be the same it's meant to be the same timeline 
Anyway, yeah, we're talking about the wrong movie. So I suppose kind of going back to the start, the whole concept of Bill and Ted is, we kind of jumped to the end there. It's all about um, that they're these prophets. And then so they're not living up to their expectations. So time travelers help them pass their history test so they can continue their destiny. And but like, and that's the thing. Just sticking with the time travel, like obviously Rufus always had to go back in time and help them pass their history exam yeah. because that plays a crucial part in their success in the future. Yeah, is that they have the tra- time travel technology and knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, well, and also, like, it's the, the, the reason that they uh, are these prophets in the future is because they write the song that unites the world. Yeah. And that relies on them. For what one thing, just uh, Keanu's character, Ted, sorry, I forgot which was which, Ted is going to be sent to military school if they fail the exam. And if he goes to military school, then the wild stallions will split up. Yeah it's so simple i love it so it's necessary that they pass the exam but the point but so it's absolutely necessary that they pass the exam for the future they, they if they don't pass the exam they won't write the song that will unite the world like and also they won't meet the uh the babes yeah who are the, it turns out then are they're part of the band yeah and also i haven't seen so we've never actually mentioned it but obviously the reason we're doing this episode is because face the music is out at the end of the month but also i have a theory of how that film is going to end so i'll just say it right now uh so in the film have you seen the have okay what's your it's probably the same one as you so you go on what's yours they say they don't say bill and ted now they say their surnames oh why are you getting it is that it's the daughters who unite the world oh yeah yeah but also the daughters are called bill and ted yeah because they're bill and ted jr yeah uh, it's Billy and Tia, but they're just the 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 other gender, the gender swap version of those names. Yeah, because um, that's the end of Bogus Journey, isn't it? They have the babies, and they're like, "Meet Minnie Ted and Minnie Bill." But so, yeah, th- to the point, if they don't go back in time and meet the princesses, those children don't exist. Oh yeah, because they're still married to the the, the babes. Yeah. No, I sorry, I missed that last point. Um, what was it you said? They the children wouldn't have existed, is it? Yeah, if they don't go back in time and meet the princesses, because they're it's the same the same women from those films are the mothers. So yeah, but anyway, so we, we're saying it's going to be the kids that write the song, or at least play a part in it. Yeah, they're going to be key for it to happening, definitely. Yeah, they probably. I figured they probably just formed their own band, maybe. But you see, well, Rufus does say that it's um in in Bill and Ted One, he does specifically say it's the Wild Stallions that that wrote the song. So I don't know, maybe like the Wild Stallions still perform it, but the daughters just write it or something. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Or is it just a bit of a kind of a a, a retcon? Because in the trailer for the new one, it's the person who's in charge of the world in the future says their surnames um which are what are they something in logan um i can't remember the other guy's name press bill e preston esquire yeah theodore logan yeah the third well i i just don't get why the surnames why, why the surname changes anything like why, why does her say using the surnames matter because she's saying um she's saying logan and preston wrote the song that changed the world, not Wild Stallions. Right. So that's why I think it's the daughters. 
but either way, that still just it changes the timeline. It, it's a different future then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I think is the is what they're doing in it. So, what, so what's your theory? Sorry. Well, no, it's the same. It's the same. That's all yeah. I, I was getting. At. I just was oh, sorry, yeah. checking. We both had the same one. I see. <laughs> and I can see. I can see as well. Just the internet will be sent into a rage. <laughs> oh, these social justice warriors ruining her. There already is a bit of that because uh, they have two daughters and not sons. People are out, oh, they're trying to be woke because, you know, it's SJW, infected Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, I think... A lot like, of people, you know, people just don't like women in movies, I think. Yeah, I just kind of think like, oh, cool, they have daughters. And I couldn't remember like, oh, did they have sons or daughters or was it ever specified? And then I watched the scene this morning and I was like, yeah, no, they could still be girls because it's, it's Billy and... Uh, Ted, like could still be girls names <laughs> yeah yeah it's much like I, I don't know why people would not just prefer that because it's um just better like it's it's better for a narrative that like if in the original film it was too if bill and ted were females in the original film then it would be better for them to have sons it's just a much better chemistry Oh, absolutely. To have the opposite gender as the... Yeah. No, it works way better to do that, I think. And here's the thing, too. So I do get when people, like, say with Ghostbusters, like that stunt cast and with, oh, they're all females now. And it was like, also, it was just a shit film. But like, that was just stunt cast. And I, I get why people were angry with that. And I understand the sort of, you know, people kind of talking about Star Wars with, uh, what's her name? I don't can't remember her name doesn't matter but calling her a mary sue or whatever i can understand all that but there is this thing where they have to they approach every film with that same like anger like with this bill and ted face the music they're talking about other oh, being woke having them as daughters and all this like no if they were being woke they would have them as daughters who were like smart yeah and bill and ted were still idiots and they would be talking down to them the whole time Kind of like with um, uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, Jay's daughter is a pretty much just the female version of Jay, but she's smarter than him and she one-ups him the whole time. And that comes across really try-hard and woke, which like Kevin Smith's kind of inclined to do. Oh, yeah. But with Bill and Ted, it's much funnier. And like, because with Bill and Ted, they're essentially saying... Uh, it's not like, oh, look, the, the female version is stronger and better and can do everything they can't. They're essentially saying the, the female version is, they're both lovable idiots as well. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they're exactly the same, like true equality. Yeah, yeah, but they're more like saying like, <laughs> essentially they're saying like, look, women can be douchebags too. <laughs> They're not douchebags. Yeah. I wouldn't call Bill and Ted douchebags, no. but you know what I mean. They're making them. They're not being like overly woke with. They're making them lovable idiots. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like in some ways, they're actually not that stupid either. The characters, they're quite smart. They're just uh, it sounds it sounds really dumb, but they're differently smart. You know? Yeah, they're very. They're actually, despite like saying excellent and dude the whole time they're really well spoken oh their vocabulary is amazing and as well like when yeah like, like they pull together that incredible stage show of a history report 
out of their arses with like great lighting and <laughs> set design and choreography and that's just where their strengths are which is why they become like the greatest band in the world or whatever and that's so that's yeah. where it's really well written and I, <laughs> that's what i was like no see that's what they're good at and that's kind of the message is you know lean into your strengths you know um, which i like about it yeah yeah uh, and you know that that's another thing with um Sorry, just to go back to face the music and if the kids write the song, because the the way people will be outraged because they're oh the having the girls do the do write the song that saves the world or whatever, but also it's still about their kids and them like raising the kids that unite the world. Yeah, probably is more not probably is just more of an achievement than writing it yourself yeah exactly <laughs> um, like most parents like if any ask any parent if their kid like was really successful they're much more proud of their kid's achievement than their own oh yeah of course you are uh yeah you definitely are and i have to say johnny as a father i can definitely back that one up <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> like someday from now like many years from now i'll have a daughter and you'll have a daughter and they'll have a podcast that's just way better than this but because we've taught them shauna and jenna yeah but my kid will be jenna yours will be shauna yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but we'll have given we'll have given them the background and the skills and the confidence and then they'll just have a better idea than us and they'll do it more frequently than us that's all Yeah, or they'll just be like, "With well, these guys couldn't even figure out how to sync up the audio. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just learn from our mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but, and also, like, Bill and Ted isn't, like, the deepest movie ever made. But if you were to pull any sort of message or subtext out of it, it is simply be excellent to each other. Yeah. So it's very funny that a film with that message can, like, can cause any sort of controversy about who, like, what gender writes the song that unites the world. (laughs) The irony of that is just fantastic. Yeah. Only the internet could pull something like that and turn it into a negative. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. But it's, a, it, it's such a great, simple message. Just be excellent to each other. So to get the, because we've talked a lot about uh, the film and we just touched on us with a podcast there. So uh, yeah. if we're in this scenario, because we, we don't have a band technically, but we do have a podcast and I've long believed that our podcast will eventually unite the world. Oh, definitely. In the post-apocalypse, when uh, everything is fucked, people will listen to it and be like, oh yeah, if we all do this together. <laughs> but I feel like the timeline has already been uh, messed up. I think maybe somebody from the future has already tried to sabotage us from uh, reaching those heights. Oh, twist i like that again yeah now so this is more this is more from a bogus journey the bill and ted sequel where robots are sent back to uh screw with the timeline affirmative i think that might have happened with us i i don't know what you're talking about see i think bots bots have come back and uh they stopped us from uh winning an award that uh, would have taken <laughs> would have upped our production value <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was bots. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. 
So I think the only way to save the future is we have to we have to bring back our old podcast, Yesteryear's News Today, which was a history podcast. I thought this. And we have to get uh, all these historical figures. <laughs> we have to get all those historical figures to appear on it and enter the 2021 <laughs> road contest. That, my dude, is an excellent idea. We should actually do that, though. Uh, just record, just do a Bill and Ted version of yesteryear's news today with like fake historic interviews. Oh man! And uh, just enter it into the twenty twenty one road podcast. Even if Spotify have already bought us for like a hundred million, we'll still enter it. Yeah, that is a fantastic way to like revitalize and reboot that older podcast. Actually, to do it as if like. So we 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 did a whole series where we read diaries from this guy where we could have us interviewing him and it could just be one of us doing a voice or something. You know, we can that would be brilliant. Um I'd love to do that. But we will also actually go back in time and bring them though. Oh well no, yeah, of course. So that that's our scenario, pretty much the exact same as Bill and Ted, really. <laughs> Only ours is for a po- a history podcast. Do you think um we'd succeed like they did? Well, this is the thing with Bill and Ted. Um, it's a, like I love the movie. I think it's fantastic. It's really funny. It's I, I consider it almost flawless. But there is no drama in it. No, <laughs> like they come up against no real obstacle. Everything just like works out perfectly, and that's part of the point of it. They're just so likable. Like the biggest drama is when they go to the castle and they dress up as the knights, and then you think. Uh, Ted has been stabbed by someone. And then, yeah. of course, the reaction of people in... Which is one of those things I was like, oh, that's really smart, actually. Because the typical thing you would think of a castle, medieval castle, is that there's knights everywhere. But, of course, knights only wore their armor when they were going into battle and an attack. So you're not going to be get away with walking around a castle as a knight, which they don't, Yeah, which is really smart. Um, and everyone thinks they're invaders from, like, another, um, like from another country or... Uh, sovereignty or something it's brilliant really really smart uh but then it's never mentioned yeah which is good writing it's actually a smart film like for the fact that it's these two stupid characters but absolutely but sometimes that's the case where like the dumbest movies are just really smartly written like like dumb and dumber where like it's about yeah. two complete idiots in that case but it's actually really well written and very smart in how it sets up things for these idiots yeah well that's i think that's a big problem with a lot of modern movies is um they'll tell you, they make the characters too, too stupid just for slapstick comedy and there's nothing smart about it like there was one i watched there a while ago it was on netflix what was it um it's fuck what's his name uh, i think it's zach efron and another guy and they're like two guys who are trying to get bring girls to their sister's wedding something need wedding dates is the character's names and basically every single character in the movie from like every single one of them is just really really stupid and so they just like mess things up and they fall over and it's like no how are they even feeding themselves and getting dressed in the morning if they're this stupid it just doesn't work because there's nothing smart about the framework around them like you get from as you're saying dumb and dumber or bill and ted you know yeah well another good example and i'll never uh skip an opportunity to shit on the ghostbusters reboot 
yeah. but uh, what's his name? Hemsworth. Yes. Hemsworth's character in that, where he's just like the dumb secretary and it's like, oh, where's the phone? Oh, I put it in the fish tank. Why? Oh, because it was ringing. And it's like, there's no he's just oh he's an idiot so he done something stupid but there's no internal logic for him like idiots still have internal logic they still they think there's a reason for what they're doing and that's where the humor would be that this guy is an idiot because he thinks that this it that reason a leads to reason b or whatever but there's no link there he just done something he just like done something random like that's it they're not even stupid they're just random yeah it's random nonsense and it's not funny it doesn't work but back to the scene with the knights as well just talking about how everything works out for them like bill thinks ted has been killed by the the guards and then he appears out of nowhere and he's just like oh i fell out of the suit (laughs) <laughs> like that's it yes he just fell out of the it just worked out perfectly <laughs> so it's like even though they don't show it was the back of it gone like no. yeah or how like how did a guard not realize he was stabbing an empty suit you know and, and again i had in my head that's one of those where they discover the oh, our future selves go back and change something that's where i like when that happened i thought oh, okay maybe something happened here but then nothing did mm-hmm. But I just like that, that they are like so likable that kind of everything just works out for them. Because I kind of know people like that, that things just always kind of go right for them because they, they're they sort of naive and I don't know, just so innocent that I guess because they're so innocent and naive that they kind of don't worry about things. So everything just goes right for them. I don't know. Uh, are you suggesting it's us? I don't think we would have the luck that they had. I think that's where we'd run into the, the problem. Oh, yeah, be a big problem. I'm not that lucky at all. Um, do you do you know anybody like that? Do you've any like? Do you, sometimes people are just so lucky, or they're just so kind of dumb and happy, and no matter even though they fuck it up all the time, everything works out for them anyway, and it's really annoying. Yeah, I definitely do. I think everybody does, and it's more so just it's not so much people that are like idiots because again i don't think bill and ted are actually idiots but it's that they're so kind of innocent and naive that not and really not and weighs them down because they just don't dwell on it and i think if everybody actually took that approach and did and didn't dwell on all the small things things would probably be be more inclined to work out yeah yeah i suppose like they, they do that really well um they introduced that kind of whole concept with the characters at the very start where they're having the argument over uh, whether they should have van halen in the band or not and then mm-hmm. they both completely disagree with each other and then just look at each other and go excellent <laughs> like that. They're just yeah like, yeah so they just go like eh, move on yeah it's great and it just that, that just sums up who they are yeah I'm going to just because we're going to be wrapping up very soon. So I'm going to just stop recording and recording new track again to try and get the sync back. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And uh, hopefully uh, this, uh, the delay won't be as bad this time. But uh, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to wrap up soon enough anyway. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love that song. <laughs> it's this it's the bots i think the bots from the future are, are sabotaging us again those goddamn bots so in our scenario so we go back for our history podcast to win the road award yeah what uh is there anything you would do differently we go back to whatever it was like i don't know 2014 or 15 or whatever when we started that 
and we never do this podcast and we just do the history podcast but do it really well oh okay so it, are, are you getting at something here do you think we uh we made a mistake do you think disaster artists was a mistake no <laughs> i'm just trying to be controversial but i think it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> well you see i do okay i i think we go back to 2007 when you first mentioned that we should record this thing called a podcast and that there's these two guys one guy's named joe rogan and you know kevin smith smith who made Mallrats, he has one too we should get in on that and do a podcast which and your concept was disaster artists as well at the time and we should just do it then <laughs> no no dude. the concept the, when i first wanted to start a podcast when we were in college it was yesterday's news today oh okay I, I don't think it wasn't that name. Yeah, yeah. I think we came up with the name. I don't. I think we actually came up with the name after we recorded our first episode. Yeah, we did. But the the concept of doing old newspapers on the on the week of that week in history or whatever that was the idea back in two thousand and seven. Yeah. And man, if we because it's such a good concept, if we had actually done it back then, we'd be fucking huge now because we'd have gotten in on the ground floor when there was only like 12 other podcasts yeah absolutely uh yeah that'd be my that's my biggest regret yeah i don't think joe rogan was even recording back then the only podcast i was listening to at the time was smodcast kevin smith's one um yeah russell brand's radio show was uploaded as a podcast and what else? There was one other one. Oh, Ricky Gervais, I guess. They were the only ones I knew, and I just really wanted to do one. And the history one just seemed like a good, a good fit. Yeah, a lot of them were like that. They were they were public radio shows that were uploaded as a downloadable podcast with like all the ads taken out and stuff. Yeah, as well. Like we'd have been able to record so much because back then, like we saw each other every day. Like we hung out so much like we hung out all the time we shared a bed we <laughs> we're always partying you know we're always in each like you're always in my house or, uh, <laughs> we could have recorded it in bed at night do do a proper burn and ernie like lying in bed at night reading the old newspapers <laughs> oh those are the days johnny those were the days but that is a you know that is a big regret realistically too as well i think even with when even though we started yesteryear's news very late i still think if we kept that up that it would probably i think that'd reach more listeners than disaster artists anyway everybody's kind of into history if we kind of stayed going with that maybe it would be bigger yeah who knows i I I guess we need a, a time traveling phone box yeah I like your idea of um, kind of, I suppose, rebooting it, but with the concept of your interviewing someone from the past. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, realistically, that'd be just far too, uh, that'd be too hard to keep up. Like if you're yeah. interviewing somebody from history and you're kind of essentially faking an interview, like you're talking about writing a script for every episode. But we'd be traveling back in time. It'd be real, right? Now that version is probably more doable. You see, that's the thing. I don't think we could... Uh, we'd have the time or like with how infrequently we actually released this podcast i know yeah. i think it's more likely we, we stand a better chance of going back in time and getting those people for real than sitting down and writing a script every week 
I know, yeah. That, but no, that's it. You're right. Like, had we started that when we were in college, you'd have so many podcast hours put in. You'd achieved so much from it. You probably would have gotten a few sponsors that you, like, we'd have finished college and probably not gone into full time work. We would have just been doing the podcast. Like, I'm not saying it would have been a huge living at the time, like, say, 2008, 2009, but it would have been enough for two graduates to live off. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it at the very least be a good supplemental yeah income but like you're just getting in that early like no podcast that started that early once they actually dedicated themselves to it and had a, a regular enough release schedule yeah you couldn't not get sponsorship like four no. years down the line and have like a good audience and like unless you're just really shit like which we know yeah. we're not really shit so yeah Man, that's mad. <laughs> God, this took a turn. Now I'm just feeling bad. Yeah, all right. I'm going to go get drunk. I think. Just... <laughs> yeah. This is like the earliest we've recorded too. So, so I can't even open a bottle of whiskey. I'm currently down in the countryside in my in-laws because um, I'm working from here at the moment because I can work remotely and then recording remotely with you and stuff. And um, I think I'll just... Go grab a couple of beers and sit at a hill at the back of the house here and just watch the sunset and <laughs> forget about everything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, that, that kind of just sounds nice, though, because it's a nice day for it. Just, just sit up there by myself with a six-pack and just don't say a word, don't look at my phone, just stare at the sun for, until the six-pack's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well so here's a question just back to the scenario because if we're doing that now we'd be bringing historical figures back to 2020 oh yeah because that's the the point their, their history paper that they're writing or presentation that they're given is what historical figures would think of life in san demas i don't know how to, san can't demas? How to pronounce oh. it but life in that in their hometown yeah san demas yeah yeah what life in San Dimas is like in 1987. So we'd be doing it life just in 2020, which uh, I think most historical figures would be utterly terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there are historical figures that were alive during the plague. Uh, they'd be like, oh, you have these magical windows where you can see each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Who, who would you bring forward? Hitler, obviously. <laughs> um. Well, so are we doing it... Yeah. are we doing it like is it life in ireland in 2020 because then it just are we bringing back irish historical figures or just anybody i mean i don't know there's not there's michael collins and then that's it like so i think we have to go worldwide <laughs> yeah it's like michael collins a, a famine victim like well no i mean you could bring back like oscar wilde <laughs> would you not think it'd be funny to see oscar wilde interact with dublin in 2020 Show him his own statue. Oh, yeah. Do, will he declare his own brilliance? <laughs> I'm sure he would. Or, like, bring back the guy from the Dubliners and show him how his statue just keeps getting defaced. <laughs> That's a great idea. So we bring back people who are statues in Dublin and then show them their statue and see how they react. To it. And that's it. <laughs> that's the only purpose. So it's a video podcast, obviously, because people have to see their No, no, no. That just, oh, that sounds like a great sketch. <laughs> that sounds like a great YouTube sketch. Like, where you just bring historical figures back and show them their statue. 
I love that idea of fair. Luke Kelly just be like, why do people keep vandalizing this? Actually, should we explain that? Like, is that worth explaining that there's a Luke Kelly statue that keeps like repeatedly getting defaced? And yeah, but it's a weird statue as well. It's so yeah, the, the Dubliners were a famous folk band. I'm sure many people around the world have heard of them. And one of the main guys out of it was Luke Kelly. He seems to be the only Dubliner anyone cares about, even though there was like twelve of them. But um, he yeah. there's a statue of him that just keeps getting vandalized. But it's a weird statue. It looks like something you'd put on a bonfire. So I imagine people just want to burn it because <laughs> his hair is made. Out, it looks like his hair is made out of wood and kindling, and it just looks vandalizable. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's been a huge problem that they keep having to take it in. It's it's a terrifying looking because it's not even a statue. It's just his head on like a big slab of stone, <laughs> and like it's tr- meant to be like life. Like you know what it kind of looks like. It looks almost like you know uh, spit the spitting image puppets. Yeah, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, and so like I can actually kind of understand why it's been vandalized just because it's so shit looking. It's just ugly, yeah. and I think people are vandalizing it hoping they'll just take it's probably people that live nearby that are like if we vandalize this enough they might just take it down and put up a, a decent one and there is the the phil linnet one as well from tin lizzie his one um i don't think that was vandalized i think um probably some like public works truck backed up into it or something and then they just took it away and never brought it back for years i don't know what happened there is it back now i think it is but i think they've moved it it's not where it was because it used to be outside was it brooksell's off grafton street now i think it's somewhere else and it's the same with this weird thing in dublin where we keep moving statues the same with this really famous one i'm sure a lot of people heard of is molly malone um and she represents like a market woman from back in the 1700s and they keep moving her for like while they're putting in like tram lines and bus routes and cycle lanes and stuff and they just can't decide where to leave her it's really funny now you say they keep moving them but maybe the statues come alive at night and move themselves oh that's a different podcast altogether johnny (laughs) (laughs) also i think the the problem is with bringing historical figures back nowadays to see their statue Uh, a lot of their statues have been torn down so (laughs) (laughs) especially in ireland not so much irish ones there isn't many like irish slave owners Oh, I thought you were meaning like all the English lords and stuff. These ones have been gone for the last hundred years. <laughs> True, yeah, but I, I was more just making a joke at um, the every the more global thing of people tearing yeah, yeah. down like slave owners and stuff. Yeah, but uh, but I I read a thing there. I re- sorry, I read a thing recently where a lot of those um, a lot of the Confederate statues that are being torn down were put up only in the sixties and seventies to like poke at the civil rights movement in the 60s and 70s oh yeah yeah so they haven't been there they haven't been there for the last whatever 150 years since the civil war they were put up specifically to piss off um like ethnic minorities (laughs) so they deserve to be torn down yeah well i suppose as well like most statues are put up fairly late you know I, i feel like we weren't like putting statues all over the place back in the 20s anyway no of course not but the other thing with a lot of statues that are being torn down, they're just really shit. Like, yeah. as in, like, when you see how easily they come down, like, they're not, 
big. Like you take the Phil Linnet statue, it's not big, but it's like re. It's this big, solid, like bronze statue. Whereas a lot of the other ones, they're just like cheap stonework. They're massive. People think that they're impressive because they're massive, but like they were just made as big as possible because it's a very sort of well, it's a very American thing to just make everything as big as they can. And plus, like you were saying, it's to piss off people, so you want it to be as noticeable as possible. But they're really cheap and like not very well done. And yeah, yeah, they just come down easy. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I think ever since that kid cut the head off uh, Jebediah Springfield back in the 90s it just hasn't been the same you know? I thought I'd get more laugh for that sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me yeah, yeah no. I can put in a laugh track no it's fine yeah, it's fine you just cut it out it wasn't funny um, <laughs> leave this in though yeah <laughs> no that's all staying in now See, it becomes funny when you leave it all in. <laughs> but then and people will just be wondering, what? how terrible could the joke have been that they've been talking this long about it? And then people will think, oh, maybe he said something, like maybe, maybe there was a slur, you know? You don't want that to catch fire. But no, I was asking, uh, what his, so what historical figure might you bring back? What one do you think would really, would really put us on the fast track <laughs> to uh, winning the, the road contest? God, we're doing too much uh, promotion for road now. But what one? What one would help us? From Ireland or for the, from the world? Let's say from the world. Both. One from, uh, pick two. One specifically from Ireland, one from, from the world. Um... I'm going to go with an Irish global figure. Because I said it, I'm going to say Phil Linnet, because I think he'd be pretty cool um, if you keep him sober. And then, um, I'm trying to think now from the world, um, uh, <laughs> Nelson Mandela to tell everybody when he actually died. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, actually. Yeah, Nelson Mandela would be a good one. See, I think uh, Phil Linnet would just, he, he would adjust too well to 2020, that there'd be no... I don't think there'd be much fun to be had. He, he'd just get on fine. Like, I think um, Oscar Wilde would be a good one. De Valera would be good because it'd be nice to just, like, see him outraged that, like, yeah. you know, we got rid of the blasphemy, blasphemy, yeah, I can't say blasphemy, the blasphemy law that we got rid of that. I just, I'd yeah. like to piss him off a bit. He'd probably, he'd be outraged by gay, gay marriage and shit too. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I could not crack out of that. I, I actually, Oscar Wilde would adapt very well to 2020, or modern day as well not specifically 2020 but he'd adapt very well but but it would be it, it would be it'd go the other way where he would adapt so well that it would be fun to to see i guess yeah yeah um like he'd probably be dead within six months yeah he'd just be partying too hard i suppose saint patrick would be a good one. Oh yeah he could tell everyone how he's actually welsh <laughs> yeah and it's Paddy and not Patty. He'd just be saying mass all the time, though. <laughs> well, it is 2020. I think what we need, Shane, is another mass. <laughs> well, so, like, I, I suppose whoever we bring back, I think just the fact you're bringing back a, a historical figure, it's probably going to be a success no matter who you bring back. Like, once we don't bring back a Hitler who's going to, like, escape and fuck shit up again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that's too, I was going to say it's too complicated though. But but you bringing them here, 
would it then fuck up the timeline or would you just bring them here for like a month and then drop them back to where you got like the same moment so they're only gone like a split second from their time and then would that change who they were or is that how they were always were with the knowledge of the future yeah well i mean you can't like you can't really drop them back anyway because it's weird like that's this is why time travel just doesn't make sense in this context because like if you once you take them from their timeline they're always taken yeah they always just disappeared that day like you can't just go and leave them back yeah like if you go and leave them back like if you go to just before you took them well then there's two of them yeah <laughs> you're just going to create a paradox either way so yeah once you take them you've taken them you've made that choice but yeah we're ignoring that rule because bill and ted ignore it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Like, it's almost suggested, like, they adjust so well, the historical figures in Bill and Ted, it's almost, like, suggested that they, if for some reason they are dropped back, they just, like, don't tell anybody what happened. Because they're aware that they can't change, if anything they do might change the future. Yeah. I love, um, there's that great moment where they land, and is it Ted just turns, or Bill just turns to Billy the Kid and goes, oh, Billy the Kid. Nice job adapting to, to the reality as a time travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's lines like that that are great and make them sound really smart. So. It's such a great little moment. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, um, especially because like, today then I watched like just the clips from uh, Bogus Journey. I haven't watched the whole thing, obviously, yet. And just from those clips, clearly Bill is way more intelligent than he comes across. Like, he always figures out what's going on like first off he's like they're like what happened and he's like oh we're dead and it's like who's that that's death like or the grim reaper he he's he's on the ball where like ted is just like what whoa what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah ted, ted is much more kind of along for the ride kind of yeah like even even bill operates the phone booth he does all the numbers yeah well bill's kind of just a little bit more of a main character like they're both main characters but bill is billed first as well so yeah and it's his stepmom and his dad and stuff we meet more like they have way more screen time than uh ted's dad and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah, though she's uh, she's Ted's stepmom in the future, in the se- sequel. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was confused by that. That's really funny. It's, she's married his dad then, isn't it? <laughs> that's something, because there's like loads of jokes, because even in one, like there's a joke, because she's only like a few years ahead of him. Ted even has that line where he's like, remember when I asked your mom to prom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's loads of like innuendos and like they 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 heavily implied that uh, she was sleeping with the history teacher i know it's great and actually that moment where they're in bill's bedroom and she comes in and brings them food and then the dad comes in and he just gives them money to like leave the room yeah. and it is just such a funny scene because it's <laughs> like she it's like she doesn't know what's about to happen it's like she's just smiling and being herself it's like the dad's just like closing the door with his creepy face it's so weird like it's so strange it's brilliantly played yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think there's even in in bogus journey because you meet the general from the from the military school and oh yes it's heavily implied that she had also slept with him. Oh, really? 
Yeah, like she's just she's just slept with all the old dudes essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. That's brilliant. That was a big thing I was going to say to you. In uh, was it Face the Music is the new one? Yeah. To me, it, do you think they've aged up Keanu Reeves for it? <laughs> I think it's just he's starting to age a little bit, and it's just kind of come out of nowhere, so we're noticing it more. I think it's just yeah. that he shave. He's very he's all clean shaven in it. Like he did John Wick three like two years ago, and then you suddenly see him in this, and you're like, whoa. You know, and the, the, like we're comparing that, like him and say John Wick, and then even, but maybe it's how he's playing the character is he seems to be even like walking around slower, like Ozzy Osbourne, and is it is he's each like leaning into the old rock yeah. star kind of persona. I think he's definitely doing that because even like the, 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 in the trailer he says to to Bill he goes I'm tired and it's re- he sounds yeah. really sad the way he says it so I think yeah. the, he, he's definitely playing as a, he's just worn out in it which is actually yeah. very sad to think of Bill and Ted feeling that way I know yeah <laughs> but it's been whatever like what thirty three years. <laughs> Yeah, another uh, a great a great moment at the end. I just wanted to mention is when Freud is um he he's when he's essentially analyzing Ted and he asks Bill if he wants to go and he's just like, oh no, I already know about my Oedipus complex. Is it Oedipus? Oh yeah, yeah. Oedipus? yeah, Oedipus. You know the, the complex anyway. Oedipus. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's another like Bill. Oedipus, that's it. Sorry, yeah, it's great. Like, wasn't it Oedipus uh, killed his father to to fuck his mother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's really, really funny. Because <laughs> uh, again, that's why it's so well written. Because once it's set up, once you see that Freud is one of the figures, you know that oh, they're going to bring up the mother later, and then they kind of just brush it off by Bill just acknowledging it straight away and and that's it it's so much funnier that way it's so much funnier than actually like addressing it face on because yeah a lesser well written movie would have been like oh and then obviously you want to fuck your mother and blah blah you know but it's a better way to do it man yeah and it'd have been a whole thing and so I think we uh we probably survive uh, an excellent adventure yeah definitely I think so we're young good looking we uh can't play well i can play guitar but not to the level that would be needed to uh write a song that will unite the world but but good thing we're recording a podcast see our, i forgot what uh, our premise was yeah like we're, we're we're really good at podcasts right right we're, we're good at this yeah yeah <laughs> this 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 episode the uh one two three four five six tracks that i'm gonna have to work <laughs> with <laughs> is a testament to that <laughs> For uh, people that don't know, this sign-off, we, we are now in our, I think, fourth uh, yeah, I think, go at the, recording the sign-off. Yeah, I think it's the fourth attempt. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. We've spent longer on the sign-off than the entire episode, I think. Probably. But, uh, yeah, no, I think the only thing we need to do differently, and this is taking elements from Bogus Journey, but, yeah, I think we need to bring somebody that would, uh, that could, like, you know a specialist in fighting uh, internet bots i guess <laughs> if we're really if our history podcast is really going to uh win saying is we need a hacker like or we need we need somebody who really knows this stuff yeah yeah but no i think i think just on on sheer quality we we will just win 
in spite of the bots. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that's about it. If you like this, if you're listening for the first time, give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. And, uh, you know, if you want to listen to some bonus podcasts or extended versions of the main podcast, check us out on Patreon. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Until next time, be excellent to each other. And party on. <laughs>